Two Towns Over is a podcast where we explore the fascinating world of urban legends, conspiracy theories, and campfire tales to find out if there are any truths behind the legends. With dark humor and natural curiosity, we tackle the darkened streets of the town you all know. Welcome to the town with no name. This is Two Towns Over. People's names, and women don't like it when you can't remember the names. And so I just everyone knows that I call ev- all females. I'm like, hey, girly. I text it like, don't don't ever say that to Cat. She hates it. Girly. Okay, she good to know. It. And on that note, welcome everybody to Two Towns Over Campfire Stories. Uh, I am Don. I'm Ruben. I'm not. <laughs> and I'm Cat. And uh, we only got one one campfire story today because it's kind of a long one. Um, hey is. guys, just for the ambiance of campfire tales, I just want you to know. <laughs> okay. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So um, before we get <clears throat> before we get started, <clears throat> Don, I'm supposed to be the one that does that. Yeah. Well, you got to understand that it's been a while since I've done anything like that. So this since this- I could. Inhale, <laughs> hold my head up high. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, now I don't forgot what the fuck I was saying. Oh, okay. So um, to start out, we got a couple announcements to make. First of all, uh, we have a Patreon uh, Patreon account now. Yes, Patreon sla- uh, Patreon dot com slash two towns over. There you go. Much we got- to our surprise, by popular demand, yeah, we had like five or six different people specifically request that we get a Patreon mm-hmm. up. Woo-woo. So as, help us do what we love. Yeah. yeah. So as of right now, we've only got three tiers going because the rest require merchandise, and we're not quite there yet. Uh, we got a $2 tier, a $5 tier, and a $10 tier. Uh, $2 to get you a shout-out on the show. Say we appreciate you. $5, you get the episodes a week early, uh, ahead of everybody else. That starts on March 13th because we got to get ahead of everybody. And the $10 tier is the fun one. That's one. That one, you will get uh, a monthly rant from Ruben. Yours truly. Yes. About this whatever also, he feels like ranting about that month. This will also be starting in March. We yes. did start the Patreon in February this year, but it's been really hectic last week of February or so. Yeah, we've had a lot of work There's going a, on with the show, too. A lot of stuff going on. So you'll be getting two rants in March instead yes. of just one. And also the entire team, including Kat because she doesn't understand that she's part of the show now. Uh, she still thinks she's a frequent yeah, guest. Yeah, it's no, weird. no, it doesn't work that way. Uh, we will also be giving you an additional episode um, monthly. Uh, that's going to be more of a... Uh, just It can be just a hangout. Yeah, we'll hangout. answer questions. Um, yeah. Uh, we'll, stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, once we start getting enough people, we'll start doing Q&As, maybe an occasional live episode. Yeah. Um, unedited, unscripted, so you can see just how much has to get cut every week. Um, <laughs> don't look at me like that. <laughs> I'm pure gold. I don't know why you cut me out at all. I don't. I don't. All I do is is kind of like trim you up from your pauses. Um, but yeah. Don uh, does the Lord's work. Yes. <laughs> Not for long. If this Patreon takes off, somebody else is going to be doing this shit. Because Don also has to research every week and... Don has a full-time job, a wife, and a kid, and other things. Don is carrying this podcast somehow. Quite literally. Yes, at my 47-year-old back. That might be why I have back pain all the time now. Carrying the show so hard. Carrying the show, yeah. Yeah. 
Good Lord. So, anyways, so today's episode, like I said, we're just going to do one. Uh, it's uh, We're going to be talking about the uh, the Ammons haunting and possession of uh, Gary, Indiana, which became made famous in 2018. Got to bring him back by Zach Bagan's documentary, The Demon House. I don't like how much we talk about Zach Bagan. <laughs> Remind me yet again, Zach Bagan's. Do I like this man? He's the guy, the Dybbuk box has his own haunted museum. Oh, you're right. Fuck, fuck. <laughs> so, here we go. So, this is an article from the Indie Star newspaper. It's only Shane that I like, I think. Yeah. The only one. Shane. The, no. Oh, yeah. Was that his name? He's talking about from BuzzFeed Unsolved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. From the, the the guy who fucked with the ghost. Yeah. The the, the goat man. The, no, the man who uh, heroically and valiantly stole Goatman's bridge from him. <laughs> <laughs> now, Love I do that. have to say that this story actually uh, received a national and international news coverage. It was on news, like official news or, uh, channels. Mm-hmm. Uh, Inside Edition did an episode on it. So this has been a a very publicized haunting. Yeah, um, but have you seen the kind of things that make it on news these days? Which we means were sitting. I haven't <laughs> seen it. We, cat and I were sitting. My cat, not this cat. We were sitting at uh, the mechanics the other day while we were waiting for her oil to get changed and all her like, fluids and stuff to get done. Like most good people, and, we have two cats. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we were watching the news that was on the TV in there, and there was a story, a full blown story on a real news channel about how this guy made a fake TikTok claiming that some town in like South Carolina looked just like the Swiss Alps, but he used footage from the actual Swiss Alps and the town looked nothing <laughs> like this. And the girl and this other girl made her family take like a hundred mile detour to go to that town. And this wasn't this was a news story. They had interviews from <laughs> from both of them. My life was ruined. Because there aren't more. I don't care about the dude who made the, the TikTok, but I need to know what thought process was going through this person's head that they took a hundred mile. Detour. I don't know if it was a hundred miles. It was out of the way though. If, Especially when you take into account that if okay, the detour South Carolina, is more than about fifteen miles, yeah. you don't need to do it. Yes, South Carolina at best, you're talking the Smoky Mountains, right? Which look absolutely nothing like, like the, the Swiss, Swiss Alps. Alps. Yeah, no. you know the story would have been better if he said a Colorado town or right. You know, which there are some gorgeous Colorado mountain towns. Yeah, oh my god! Up. I'm from Colorado. I don't know mm. shit about mountains. Nope. It's beautiful. All right. I want to go back. I do. They are tall. Yeah. I guess rock formations. I wouldn't know. <laughs> I got li- stuff on them. I live on a glorified sandbar. My people be entire climbing life. them. I think. I'm not sure. I have come to realize, you know, the past couple of times I've been on vacation, I went to Death Valley, and I was wondering why the fuck do I get so excited by the desert. And then I realized that it's the desert or standing on the edge of the Grand Canyon or standing on an overlook looking at a mountain valley. Don just wants to feel alive. The vastness, just the vast emptiness. It may sound weird, but just that. Don's talking about the death of the ego right now. There you go. <laughs> yes. I took DMT before we started. No, dead Buckle ass. Buckle up, motherfuckers. Dead ass. That is what you're talking about right now. That feeling of like, oh, shit. The world is way bigger than me. Yeah, and I don't matter as much as I thought. Yeah, that's a good thing in most of philosophy and psychology. <laughs> <laughs> and I really want to go back. So we're going to get into the story now, seven that's, minutes hey, in. So. Black people, that's why white people camp so much. <laughs> <laughs> a woman and three children who claim to be possessed by demons. A nine-year-old boy walking backward up a wall in the presence of a family case manager and hospital nurse. 
Gary police captain Charles Austin said it was the strangest story he had ever seen heard. Oh, by the way, this is, like I said, an article from an Indy Star newspaper reporter, Marissa Kwiatkowski or Kwiatkowski. So last time, just real quick recap, last time SCP Pete had become a negative Mickey Mouse in an abandoned theme park <laughs> and was, um, he was, the the article made it seem like that uh, SCP Pete was threatening him, but actually he was the warning. He was actually there to help make sure that the uh, narrator got out of there safely. Because okay. SCP ah, Pete is our friend. If he had gone any deeper, it would have been much, much yes. worse. But he is an SCP, so he can only do creepy shit. <laughs> ah. <laughs> So Austin, a 36-year veteran of the Gary Police Department, said he initially thought Indianapolis resident Latoya Amons and her family concocted an elaborate tale as a way to make money. But after several visits to their home and interviews with witnesses, Austin simply said, I'm a believer. He couldn't leave her if he tried. (laughs) (laughs) Not everyone involved in the family was inclined to believe its incredible story, and many readers will find Amons' supernatural claims impossible to accept. Me being one of them. Yes. Mm-hmm. We haven't even started the story. Ruben does not believe it. Fully. <laughs> but whatever the cause of the creepy occurrences that befell the family, whether they were seized by a systematic delusion or demonic possession, it was led it led to one of the most unusual cases ever handled by the Department of Child Services. Many of the events are detailed. Please, please let them be the good guys. <laughs> I need them to be the good guys in this one. Please. Yes. <laughs> Many of the events are detailed in nearly 800 pages of official records obtained by the Indianapolis Star and recounted in more than a dozen interviews with police, DCS personnel, psychologists, family members, and a Catholic priest. (laughs) 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 I can't believe that wasn't me this time. <laughs> I know, we were like we were on track, and then a Catholic priest, like, <laughs> and that's a nine from the Catholic priest. <laughs> okay, continue, continue. That's an old ass joke. I need you to recognize. <laughs> Ammons, who swears by her story, has been unusually open. While she spoke on condition her children are not interviewed or named, she signed releases letting the Star review medical. The Star review medical, psychological, and official records that are not open to the public and not always flattering. Um, uh, reviews of her children? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Great. Uh, furthermore, the family story is made only more bizarre because it involves a DCS intervention, a string of psychological evaluations, a police investigation, and ultimately a series of exorcisms. It's a tale, as they say, that started with flies. In November of 2011, the Ammons family moved into a rental house on Carolina Street in Gary, Indiana, a quiet lane filled with small one-story homes. Big black flies suddenly swarmed their screened-in porch in December, despite the winter chill. This is not normal, Ammons' mother, Rosa Campbell, remembers thinking. We killed them and killed them and killed them, but they kept coming back. There were other strange happenings, too. I can tell you what that is. Ghost flies. No, nah, you got a rat on your front porch, bro. Ah. Ah. So sorry, but a cat killed a rat and left it under your porch. You're going to have to find that shit. <laughs> After midnight, Campbell and Ammons both said they occasionally heard the steady clump of footsteps climbing the basement stairs and the creak of a door opening between the basement and kitchen. No one was there. Even after they locked the door, the noise continued. Campbell said she awoke one night and saw a shadowy figure of a man pacing her living room. 
She leapt out of her bed to investigate and found large, wet boot prints. On March 10th, 2012, Campbell said the family's unease turned to fear. It was about 2 a.m. Normally, Campbell, Ammons, and her children would have been asleep. That's but, not the witching hour, though, so how does this work? No. I don't know. Uh, but they were, they were mourning the death of a loved one with a group of friends. Ammons, who was in Campbell's bedroom, startled everyone by screaming, Mama, Mama. Campbell. Mama. Uh, Mama. <laughs> as, thank God none of you broke into Bohemian Rhapsody. Campbell said just she's. Damn it! <laughs> it's too late now, damn Jonathan. <laughs> Mama just killed a man. <laughs> Campbell said she ran into her bedroom where her then 12 year old granddaughter and a friend were staying. Ammons and Campbell said the 12 year old was levitating above the bed unconscious. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? <laughs> are we sure about that? that <laughs> are we sure about that? Also, oh, wait, how high off the bed? It doesn't say. Just, oh. It just says. It's just off the, bed. Yeah, off the bed. I think I heard 12 year old, so I'm thinking yeah. 12 foot, and I'm like, that ah, doesn't yeah, work you know that way. What? My brain did that too. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So Are we sure going. he wasn't just jumping? <laughs> it was a girl, but. Uh, they weren't just jumping. So she, she was unconscious. Whoever. How do you jump if you're unconscious? I don't know. <laughs> you have a really, really bad nightmare. Yeah. Seizure. According to their accounts of events, Ammons and several others surrounded the girl praying. Campbell said she remembers being terrified. I thought, what's going on, Campbell said. Why is this happening? Our daughter is contorting her body in weird ways. Let's pray about it. <laughs> Eventually, Campbell Hold her said, down, idiot. <laughs> <laughs> Eventually, Campbell said, her granddaughter descended onto the bed. The girl woke up with no memory of what happened, Campbell said. Pretty sure that is a night terror. Except that you can't move in a night terror, usually. Yeah, usually. It's, it's yeah. that. It's like the no, opposite not, of a night no, terror. No, no, night yeah. terror is, is that you're thinking of sleep paralysis. Yeah, is that not the same thing? No. No. No, no, no. And I thought, okay, I've never had a night terror, so I don't know, but I thought night terrors were no, you do thrash in night terrors, yeah. don't you? Night terrors yeah, are like yeah. exquisitely bad nightmares. Yeah. Oh, but you yeah. do thrash. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. So then I have had night terrors. I have not had sleep paralysis. Yes. We're gonna do an episode on, on sleep paralysis soon. We should do one on the, just like an educational one <laughs> on the difference between the two, because I'm still a little bit confused. <laughs> oh, I like that. Like, like, <laughs> Campbell and Ammons said the people who were visiting that night refused to return. Campbell says she remembers telling her daughter, we need to help. We need to talk to someone who knows how to deal with it. Campbell and Ammons said they didn't know exactly what it was, but they believed it was something supernatural. They called local churches, but most refused to listen. Eventually... When even the church won't listen to you in what year is this again? Uh, 2012. Okay, never uh, mind. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> never mind. You said Indiana, and I automatically thought, period piece? No. <laughs> Eventually, after listening to Campbell and Ammons talk about the house and visiting it, officials at one church told them the Carolina Street House had spirits in it. They recommended the I'm family... I'm sure they did. They recommended the family clean the home with bleach and ammonia and then use oil to draw crosses on every door and window. At the church's suggestion, Ammons said she poured olive oil on her three children's hands and feet Olive oil. Then smeared oil in the shape of crosses on their foreheads. Campbell and Ammons also told the star that they reached out to two clairvoyants. They're going to have cross-shaped. is probably what they meant. That's yeah. like a big yeah, I thing guess in so. Christianity. Yeah, They're going to have like cross-shaped acne on their foreheads. <laughs> oh, my 
fucking god. Yes, it is. Absolutely that. Is it the no. extra virgin yeah, olive oil? It's because it's the extra virgin. No, it's because olives are important in Christianity. Fuck yes. you. <laughs> <laughs> so can't believe- I can't believe I'm the one who had to say that in this room. <laughs> Campbell and Ammons also told the star that they reached out to two clairvoyants who said the family's home was besieged by more than 200 demons. Excuse me. What? Besieged. 200? Yes. You. It's because they charge by the demon yeah. when they do exercise. <laughs> I was just going to say, are you charging me per demon? Like, it could be one real tough demon and you charge hourly. Like, I don't know. Like, Okay, what you don't understand is that there is a union in the demon community. That's right. <laughs> it's, I can't say the benevolent I order. I forgot the, about the demon slayer union. Yes. <laughs> you know, it takes 200 demons to do a haunting. <laughs> These days, I That's guess. That's a lot of demons. Yes, it is. They're all looking for work, man. They all got to come together. Um, right now? I guess. <laughs> Over me. their explanations made sense to camel and ammons they say because it meshed with their christian faith the best thing you can do is move ammons remembers the clairvoyance telling her but moving wasn't an option for the cash-strapped family also moving is fucking expensive also we all know from previous shows that we have done that demons will move with you Oh, oh, yeah. Every yeah. fucking time. Yeah, they follow oh, yeah. your wine box. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when Zach Bagan is attached to the yes. fucking story. <laughs> Instead, Amon said, uh, Amon said that she took a clairvoyance advice and made an altar in her basement. That's how he makes his money, you know. All oh, those curses God. cancel each other out in his museum, so none <laughs> of them are actually active right yeah. now. <laughs> Amon's covered an end table with a white sheet, then placed a white candle and a statue of Mary, Joseph, and Jesus on it. She opened a Bible to Psalm 91. She said her and another person donned white t-shirts and wound white scarves around their heads. This is a joke, just so that everyone is aware. But also, um, it's weird how um, people think that Jesus, Mary, and Joseph will help them just against any demon, when really the track record is only the devil. Like, literally only Satan is who Jesus has fought and won against so far. And like, I don't know, maybe maybe anyone else. Maybe anyone else with more experience. <laughs> like a professional demon hunting deity. That, that would definitely Perhaps. make sense. It would be perfect for Ed and Lorraine Warren, which always seems to show up in stories like this. That's it's every time there's a... There's an exorcism story like this too. Um, there are uh, a haunting, a poltergeist. Satan is always one of them. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is that that's one out of the two hundred demons. I'm gonna need like what two hundred more people, or like <laughs> hundred and ninety nine other demon slayers, or is there just another dude who knows how to slay the other hundred and ninety nine types of demons? <laughs> I got two hundred demons and a bitch ain't one. <laughs> she would be all of them though if that if we're if we, i got one demon and the bitch is one like that's it's 99 problems the bitch ain't one the other one problem is the demon <laughs> <laughs> so also on the clairvoyance advice they burned sage and sulfur throughout the house starting upstairs and working their way down to the basement 
thought sulfur was like supposed to be pro demon. Yeah, yeah, I thought that I was, was confused on the, the sulfur. The demons smell like sulfur. Yeah. This is yeah. why you don't hire a Christian bullshit. to do a pagan's job. <laughs> <laughs> the smoke was so thick that they could hardly breathe. Yeah, that's also a thing yeah. in history that drives me crazy. Ammon's drew a cross with the smoke. The person she was with read Psalm 91 aloud as they moved through the house. You will not fear the terror of the night, nor the arrow that flies by day, nor the pestilence that stalks in the darkness, nor the plague that destroys at midday. Ammon said nothing odd happened for three days. Then things got worse. Yeah, the prayer was only strong enough for... Uh, you is, just described that? a summoning ritual. 72 that's hours. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> like, oops. Like you're telling like when and where and how and <laughs> the family said demons possessed Ammons and her children, then ages seven, nine, and twelve. The kids' eyes bulged, evil smiles crossed their faces, and their voices Muscle spasms. And their voice deepened every time it happened. Or they just got like squirted by the Joker's like flower. Smiling. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. 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 That's why I say muscle spasms, because like, yeah. you know, your face is weird. <laughs> Campbell said she didn't. The That's demons didn't affect her because she was born with protection from evil. Uh, I'm, I'm sorry. sorry what? Can you, the grandmother I? said that the demons didn't affect her because she was born with a protection from evil. I'm Obviously. sorry, man. You're honestly show your work. You're thank you. <laughs> you are just too old for the demon to use effectively. That's all. <laughs> um, the demon gets in your body and is like, oh, ow, ow, ooh, oh, fuck, someone else. Take this back. I don't want it. I don't want <laughs> it anymore. She said she... In that regard, the mother probably should have been fine as well. But, you know... <laughs> she said she and others like her have a guardian who protects them. And what about your like damn her? daughter? Like <laughs> Others like her? What is she? I don't know. She was born in protection. Same. <laughs> I don't know what... I do. You know what that means now. I do. Hey. hey. so white. <laughs> Yeah, I'm, my mom is white. Like, <laughs> is Ammon said she felt weak, lightheaded, and warm when she was possessed. Her body shook, and she said she felt out of control. You can tell it's different, she said. Something supernatural. The it's youngest, different from what? From being sick, I guess. <laughs> from being healthy from the rest of the story, B, we haven't heard anything about them being sick. The youngest boy, then seven, sat in a closet talking to a boy that no one else could see. The other boy, the boy no one else could see, was describing what it felt like to be killed. Campbell said the seven-year-old once flew out of the bathroom as if he'd been thrown, and a headboard... Like in an anime? (laughs) Or maybe he was just being a nine-year-old boy. Or maybe he had Taco Bell for dinner. (laughs) True. Maybe a horse showed up in his tub and started drumming. That's my favorite part about the fact that this is a modern story from 2012, is that the the solution very much could be that he just had Taco Bell for dinner. <laughs> Only like a few of you will get that joke based on how algorithms work. I'm so sorry about that. <laughs> um, and a headboard once smacked into Ammon's daughter, causing a wound that needed stitches. So she hit her headboard, her head on the headboard. How old was this daughter? 12. Mm. Yeah. yeah, don't make that don't. joke. Don't make that joke. I was gonna go with the little monkeys jumping on the bed joke because <laughs> I no, you changed to that. Joke. <laughs> yeah, obviously that's my B material. You gotta make sure <laughs> it's if he can't make it a sex joke, you then gotta he'll make it a child's literature joke. Absolutely, <laughs> eight little monkeys jumping on the bed now, guys. <laughs> <laughs> 
The 12-year-old would later tell mental health professionals that she sometimes felt as if she were being choked and held also, down. Also, again, I really, for real, think seizures. It's, I mean, it really sounds are, like seizures. Epilepsy three, is actually the explanation yeah. for most of, um, like, the yeah, big it's exorcism a genetic stories. Th- like you, yeah, possession you stories. Inherit, yeah. Um, she said she heard a voice say she'd never see her family again and wouldn't live another 20 minutes. Some nights were so bad the family slept at a hotel. Finally, in desperation, they went to their family physician, Dr. Jeffrey Onyoku. I practice that all fucking week in the moment Wait, I, I get to it. I want to see it. Oni, Onyoku. Yeah. Onyoku. Yeah, that's pretty much as close as we're, we're just going to call get. him Dr. Jeff. Dr. Jeff. Jeff. On April, 12th, Jeff. on April 19th, 2012, Ammon said she was told what they were going through, or Ammon said she told him what they were going through, hoping he might understand. Dr. Jeff told the star it was bizarre. 20 years and I've never heard anything like that in my life, he said. I was scared myself when I walked into the room. I'm sorry, sir. You're a doctor. You're a medical yes. professional. Even I am like, seizures? Like, <laughs> he said he would not speak in more detail unless Ammons had psychiatric clearance for the waiver of confidentiality she had signed. In his medical notes about the visit, Dr. Jeff wrote delusions of ghosts in home and hallucinations. He also wrote history of ghosts at home and delusional. What that was written on like the like the official medicals? Yes. Interesting. Okay. okay. What Ammons and Campbell say happened next also was detailed in a DCS report of a family case manager's interview with medical staff. God, I keep forgetting this is a fully real modern story. Yes. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm thinking a modern doctor, history of ghosts, my dude. Yeah. Basically what happened was chaos erupted. Campbell said Ammon's son cursed Dr. Jeff in demonic voices, raging at him. Medical staff said the youngest boy was lifted and thrown into a wall with nobody touching him, according to a DCS report. See, when it comes to kids like this, I feel like they're like, oh my god, my parents say that these ghosts in the house are real. So then, child's imagination, they become real to the kids. One of the like theories of the Salem witch trials. like yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, oh, this is now real. So you have a gaggle of girls who now have these like prominent white men's attention and any breath that they do left or right is now law so it just a child's imagination is terrifying in that sense yeah absolutely so if you give these kids like hey yes oh now we're we're looking at every single move that you make and every single everything yeah every step you take on some anime (laughs) villain shit if i could harness the imaginative capabilities of children I could take over this world. That's the that's the plot of Madoka Magica, more or no, less. No, it's not. Is it really? Uh, I mean, it's about harnessing the, like, hormonal emotions of, uh, like... Fucking... I can't just, get anything Just first, post-pubescent huh? there are no more to first. power the universe. Like, Damn it. There are no more stories to tell. I have only one. <laughs> and it's SCPP. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the boys had roughly passed out and wouldn't come to, Campbell added. She cradled one of bo- one boy in her arms. Ammons held the other. Someone from the doctor's office called 911. Dr. Jess said seven or eight police officers and shh. multiple ambulances showed up. What? <laughs> I was going to say, shh, shh, shh. fire burden on the day's floor. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Somebody call nine one one. She thought she was gonna be singing today. You felt it. Yes. <laughs> we've been like every second oh. we've been working a man, and I love it. 
Uh, <laughs> it just came to me out of nowhere. I haven't heard that song or thought about it in years. Everybody couldn't figure out exactly what was happening, he recalled. Is that- Police and emergency personnel took the boys to Methodist Hospital's campus in Gary, Indiana. Ammon said hospital personnel laughed at her desire to anoint her sons in olive oil. I couldn't talk to them, she said, so I talked to God. That always works. The boys woke up in the hospital. The older boy, then nine, acted rationally, but the youngest screamed and thrashed, Campbell said. She took it she said it took five men to hold him down. Meanwhile It could also be like autism or something, like mm-hmm. for the kids. Like because a lot of times I know those symptoms are pretty extreme and get mistaken for like, you know, a lot of other things. It like, very much depends on the case, and especially yeah. if the parents are again the kind of people who are fully convinced that there are two hundred demons in their house. Right. Yeah, you're gonna miss it. You're gonna you're gonna miss the signs and be like, oh my god, this is because of the possession. Yeah. Well, people also like you're gonna whatever working schema that you already have, you're going to fit that vernacular that those running theories into like what you're then experiencing. So like Mm -hmm. even for the, like we said earlier, from the kid's perspective, you know, the kid is like, Oh, I have these, like, you know, I feel paralysis or, you know what I mean? Like I hear voices or this or that, you know what I mean? You're going to justify it with these things that you've been taught and these things that, you know, you're going to rationalize it into whatever world that you live in or have experienced or grown up with. I think it's, I think it's also a matter of the stigma around yeah, that's what I was health to get problems at. like that, yeah. which mm. is that I think the parents would rather say that their children are possessed by 200 demons than mm. admit that, that they a might lot be autistic of times or just, have epilepsy. A lot of times, and I don't mean to call anybody out, but like I will say that I have experienced like certain things where a lot of times when you're having like an outburst or something and your parents will just say like, no, oh, no, that's just hormones or oh no, you're just mm-hmm. growing up. No, that's just growing pains. No, i I've got hip problems. Like, that shit hurts still today. Like, Mm -hmm. it's, uh, but it's, it is a lot of like, it is that. It is like, you see the problem, but you're like, no, it's coming from a different place. And I am certain of that. And I don't want it to be anything else. So it can't be. And sometimes it's their own version of coping mechanism, you know? Like, life doesn't come with a manual. That's God correct. Somebody, knows. I saw a, a fucking reel the other day that was like, "Life doesn't or uh, it doesn't come with a manual. If it came with a manual, there would only be one manual. Mm, that'd be boring. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like it would. There is the manual on how to fix a car. Is there's one of them per goddamn model, and sometimes there's one per multiple models. Right. I like, feel like that's like a subplot in some Neil Gaiman something. Gotta be somehow. <laughs> Anyway, just, you know, yeah. shouts out autism awareness. I'm just saying. That, that's our mental Everything health awareness. discussion. For Everything the awareness, yeah. bitch. Like, don't exhaust yourself. But aware. Be aware, you know. Meanwhile, someone called DCS and asked the agency to investigate Ammons for possible child abuse or neglect. The first people who have done something logical. <laughs> <laughs> she did take her kids to the doctor. So that's, you know, that's, that's unfair of me to say. The yeah. second time someone has done something logical. 
I want to give her something. Funny, like, she took her, she, like... she She's doing the things that I would do. But she like, took him to the priest first, because, like, that was what she right. might have known. That's fair, but then... Then doctor. the doctor. So the caller, who was not named in the DCS report, speculated that Ammons might have a mental illness. The person believed the children were performing for Ammons... And she was encouraging this behavior. That uh, yep. is a thing too, yeah. But it that does happen. That is exactly what I said. Yeah. That is literally what Josh did say, yes. DCS family case manager Valerie Washington was asked to handle the initial investigation. She gave the following account to police and in, and in her intake officer's report. Hospital personnel examined Ammons and her children and found them to be of healthy, be healthy and, of mar- and free of marks or bruises. A hospital psychiatrist evaluated Ammons and determined she was of sound mind. Washington interviewed the family in the hospital. While she spoke with Ammons, the seven-year-old boy started growling with his teeth showing. His eyes rolled back in his head. The boy locked his hands around his older brother's throat and refused to let go until adults pried his hands open. Later that evening, Washington and registered nurse Willie Lee Walker brought the two boys into a small exam room for an interview. Campbell joined them. The seven-year-old stared into his brother's eyes and began to growl again. It's time to die, the boy said in a deep, unnatural voice. I will kill you. Absolutely performative. Yeah. While the youngest boy spoke, the older brother started headbutting Campbell in the stomach. Campbell grabbed her grandson's hands and started praying. What happened next would rattle the witnesses, and to some, it would offer not only evidence but proof of paranormal activity. According to Washington's original DCS report... Before you say anything, I just want to say that the solution, if we're, if we're going with Josh's, you know, mom is sick, so the kids are performing, mm-hmm. which is currently, that's where we're at. Um, the solution can be part of the performance. You can teach your kids that demons are real and that prayers work against them, and then they can perform... Both of those things. Then I feel think me? it becomes a generational curse. That's exactly that right. Point. And that's yeah. where like it becomes a little dicey to talk about the difference between a belief and a delusion. Mm-hmm. You know? like yeah. Anyway. So, according to Washington's original DCS report, an account corroborated by Walker the nurse, the nine-year-old had a weird grin and walked backward up a wall to the ceiling. He then flipped over Campbell, landing on his feet. He never let go of his grandmother's hand. He walked up the wall, flipped over her, and stood there, Walker said, told the star. There's no way that he could have done that. That's correct. But you saw one too many horror movies. Yeah. <laughs> but there are multiple people saying this happened. Yeah. I don't care. That's how common delusions work. We talked about this on the Ouija board episode. If you all believe the same thing, if you all are pulling from the same cultural base of knowledge of Mm -hmm. what should happen during a haunting and then a kid starts acting scary in a weirdly dark room and then his grandmother starts praying at him like yeah you might freak out a little bit your brain might say instead of he's bouncing off the wall maybe he is literally walking up the walls for you maybe that's what you saw he was probably acting like a little weirdo (laughs) and trying to climb shit is what really happened uh, later, police asked Washington whether the boy had run up the wall as though performing an acrobatic trick. No, Washington. Probably he was performing an acrobatic trick. He's like nine. <laughs> I used to climb up Hey, walls. look, watch this. Yeah, <laughs> right. 
Ow. No, no. Let me try again. No, Washington told them. She said the boy glided backward on the floor, wall, and ceiling, according to a police report. But she told the police she was scared when it happened and ran out of the room. As for Walker, Washington said he ran out of the room with me. We didn't know what was going on, Walker told the star. That was crazy. It was like, everybody got to go. According to Washington's report, they told a doctor what happened. The doctor, who did not believe them, asked the boy to walk up the wall again. Do it again for me, boy. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, oh yeah, you walked up the fucking... Do do it again. Do it again. Right now. (laughs) I don't know why he had that accent. But he needed to have He needed to have that accent. Walker said he told the doctor he doubted the boy could repeat the feat. <laughs> he can't do it. He can't. <laughs> this kid was not himself when he did that, Walker said. The boy said he didn't remember what happened and couldn't do it, according to Washington's report. Walker, who said he previously believed in demons and spirits, thought the boy's behavior had some demonic spirit to it, but also was the result of a mental illness. We pick can't one. Ha- we can't have our cake and eat it too. That's exactly yeah. what I'm pick saying. Pick one. Like a police report quoted Washington saying she believed there could be an evil influence affecting the family. Washington is the DCS caseworker. God damn it. Ammons said she spent the night at the hospital. She still has a chance. Is it she Walker? Yes. She still has a chance. Please still be the good guy. Please. please. Ammons said she spent the night at the hospital with her seven-year-old son while Campbell took Ammons' daughter and older son to a relative's home in Gary. All right, I need to check in. Who are all these people again? Okay, Campbell's the grandmother. Campbell is the grandmother. Ammons is Latoya Ammons, her daughter. The daughter. And the mother. And, and the then mom. the three children who are unnamed. Unnamed kids. That's fine. Uh, Valerie me. Washington is the DCS person. Washington. Right. And Willie Lee Walker was the nurse in the room when the boy walked up the wall. Got it. Okay. The next day was Ammons' youngest son's eighth birthday. Ammons said DCS officials asked Campbell to bring the older children back to the hospital. I'm sorry. We're going to have to cut this out. We are just talking about the fidget toys. We are just saying, hey, damn, these are real good. Okay. No, we, we don't even have to cut it out. I When when I put the studio together, I made sure I, I spent like $30 on a multitude of little fidget toys for all the ADHD that ends up in this room. That's good. You can't do a podcast if you don't have ADHD. I think that's the rule. And Kat still has snacks, so we're good. <laughs> but no Jameson this week. No, I was trying to behave. (laughs) Uh, The next day was Ammon's youngest son's eighth birthday. Ammon said DCS officials asked Campbell to bring the older children back to the hospital, presumably to talk, presumably, yeah, presumably to talk more about what happened. The family, the family celebrated the boy's birthday by singing and eating a miniature cake. Then Ammon said, Washington, Uh, cupcake, probably no mini cakes are five inches, five inch rounds. Got it. That is so specific. She used to work at the public Well, an eight-inch round bakery. is a regular cake, uh, isn't it? Nope. What Probably like eight. Oh, sorry. What did you say? What inch? Eight an eight-inch round. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a normal size. Seven to nine. Birthday cake, right? Seven yeah. to nine inch. Okay, yeah. Five inches a mini. Wow. They're really cute. You know, if I just cut the word cake out, this could take on a whole new podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you don't have to take it out now. Because, hey, guess what? Cake is also one of those things, but okay. you get a five-inch cake. Is that cake? what the kids are saying these That's days? That's also a cake euphemism. Cake just kind of means ass. Yeah. Oh. I'm not a cool kid. I don't yeah, know these right. things. I wish that I could be like the cool kids. Uh, 
What do you mean you're not a cool kid? You're wearing a hat that says Jumbo Shrimp. That's great. <laughs> I am a diehard Jumbo Shrimp fan. Love them. <laughs> Both the food and the team? Yeah. Yes. DCS took the emergency step of taking custody of the children without a court order. All of the children were experiencing spiritual and emotional distress, Washington wrote in the DCS form. Ammons told the star she and her children cried because they didn't want to be separated. We'd already been through so much and fought so hard for our lives, she said. It was obvious we were a team and we were beating it, whatever we were fighting, but we made it through together as a team and they separated us. The Reverend Michael Maginot. Was this a temporary separation again? At this moment, there's no. it doesn't say. Okay. The Reverend Michael Maginot was leading Bible study in his living room the morning of April 20th, 2012, when he received a call from a hospital chaplain. Maginot, it's Maginot, I'm sorry, uh, had been the priest at St. Stephen Martyr Parish in Maryville for more than 10 years, but had never received a request like this. The chaplain asked him to perform an exorcism on Ammon's nine-year-old son. Are these black people? Yes. That's what I, thought. I heard well, St. Stephen's. And I was like, that's a black church. It's spelled with PH, too. <laughs> you got goddamn right, oh my baby. <laughs> my grandmother goes to a St. Stephen's. A M E, bitch. <laughs> so you know, it all African comes Methodist back. Episcopal. We're going to do a revival in three months. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, clarification, because um, I was playing with the cat. Um, I. Gross. <laughs> <laughs> there's a kitten um i'm just gonna stop digging that hole mm-hmm, um mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. <laughs> um they called the saint stevens the chaplain of the hospital called saint stevens okay Church to do the to speak to to reverend magano to do an exorcism yes okay thank you magano agreed to interview the family after sunday mass a few days later the first step, Magano said, was ruling out natural causes for what Ammons and her family said they were experiencing. He visited Ammons and Campbell in the Carolina Street home on April 22, 2012. Uh, for two hours, Ammons and Campbell detailed the phenomena for him. A lot of deep sighs coming from over here, that's all. Then Campbell interrupted the interview to point out a flickering bathroom light. The flickering light stopped each time Maginot walked over to investigate, which he attributed to a demonic presence. It must be scared of me, he later told the star. I can't believe this. (laughs) The interview was interrupted. I can is what bums me out the most. The interview was interrupted again when Campbell pointed out Venetian blinds in the kitchen swinging even though there was no air current. Magnus. I love that they couldn't have just been blinds. They were Venetian blinds. They had to be Venetian. (laughs) That's just a bad window. (laughs) <laughs> Come, boy. <laughs> Clean my Venetian blind. <laughs> Maginot said that he also saw wet footprints throughout the living room. Ammons complained about having it a headache. sounds like you have disrespectful children in your <laughs> neighborhood. In, well, I say the kids aren't in the house right now, but yeah, in the neighborhood, I don't know. Magano, uh, Ammons expl- complained that she was having a headache. Magano says she convulsed when he placed a crucifix against her head. Yeah, anyone who's playing that game would. That's what I was going to say. After a four-hour interview, Magano said that he was convinced the family was being tormented by demons. He said he also believed that there were ghosts in the house. I think there's a fundamental difference between me and people who can believe in stuff like this. And it's that uh, people who can believe in stuff like this trust people too much. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah, you know what? Because that would take... 
it would not take me an hour or two to like decide, oh yes, this is a possession. It would take my whole entire life. Yeah. You would have to die of demon in front of me. <laughs> die of die demon. Of, die of demon. You would literally have to summon a goddamn demon and make it speak to me. Right. I've got to see it. In public. Like, I wouldn't... It would have to be so... And I, even then, I'd be like, I don't know if I believe you, dog. Like, like I would have to control all of the circumstances. Fully. And you would still have to summon a demon in front yeah, of you. Yeah, like, that's like... Because I'm going to take you to a doctor, and they're going to give you a pill, and it's going to be like a drastic change. It's going to be like, It might not be for the better, but it'll be a drastic change. I promise yeah. you that shit. So <laughs> I, I I heard every word you said, but I also was playing in my head if Die of Demon would be a band name or a song title. That's, you that's, really are part of the podcast now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Absolutely, I've done it. Honestly, oh, yeah. need to start writing this shit down. Um, Nothing could be better than this. No, 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 this. That, that's Ruben's thing. We just, have to, we just have to keep saying it and let the fans write it down. Yeah. Yes. I promise I was listening, but Our also Ricky, I need no, to know. No, you were doing more than listening, Cat. You were participating. But is Death by Demon an album? Or? It's the title of their second most popular album. There you go. Our after after okay. Simultaneous mm-hmm. Nightmares? Uh, yeah, Simultaneous okay. Nightmares was their debut album. It was a hit. Top five, not top, not the first, not top of the charts, you know. Right. But like top five in the for like a week or two, and then uh, what did we say? Death by Demon. Death, Death by, by Demon, Demon. Uh, is the second album released as an EP. Released as an EP is their most popular album, just like how Anderson Pack got famous. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can live with this. So Magan told Ammons and Campbell to leave because it wasn't safe. They temporarily moved in with a relative. But less than a week later, the two women were back on Carolina Street to let Washington, the DCS family case manager, check the condition of the home. Washington asked the Lake County police officer to come with her. Two other officers, one each from Gary and Hammond police departments, asked to join them out of professional cur- courtesy. Ammons refused to go inside, but, Cam- <laughs> but Campbell... Yeah, you do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, but you said stupid hips, and I couldn't not. Uh, oh, I got stupid knees, too. Well, yeah, oh, you do. <laughs> you walk right into that one. I did. I you used, you used those hips and those knees, and you walked right in. I, I strutted right into that so confidently. So Ammons refused to go inside, but Campbell agreed to accompany the group. Ammons' kids were still in DCS custody. The main floor had three bedrooms, a living room, one bathroom, hardwood floors, and a small open-style kitchen. That's too much detail. Okay. I don't need to know. <laughs> I don't need to know what your house looks like. A door in the kitchen led to a basement with concrete floors. That's enough. Right there. Well, this is an important. Directly under the stairs was a dirt floor. The concrete around it was jagged as though it had been broken. Is this inside or outside? This is in the basement. Oh, do people have dirt in their basements? Yes. Yeah. Unfinished basements, yeah. yeah. Okay. I, I grew up in Florida. I don't know what a basement is. Yeah. This is only something I've read about, like I in dictionary definitions. House Hunters International. <laughs> True. It's a go-to vacation Love viewing. me some HGTV. It's okay. so good. Yeah. It's not, but it is on oh, vacation. it's terrible. It's, it's real good viewing. on vacation. One year, my wife and I on our anniversary went to St. Augustine, mm-hmm. and we had all these plans. 
Mm-hmm. And we were back at the hotel. It was after lunch, and mm-hmm. they had a trading spaces marathon. You are about TLC. to describe my ideal vacation. We literally yep. did not leave the hotel. Yes. The rest of the time. we just watched trading <laughs> spaces. So Absolutely. All. I think we left to go get Sundays from McDonald's, and I think we went down to the jacuzzi at one point. But the yep. rest of the time, we were watching trading spaces Absolutely. in St. Augustine, fully on a channel that we had at home. <laughs> Yep. Yeah, at the time. Absolutely. But you were on vacation, which justified you being able to do nothing. My greatest wish is to have, like, St. Augustine's a trip. If you replace that with, like, I don't know, Avatar The Last Airbender <laughs> or, like, something like yep. that. Phineas and Ferb. True. Some cartoon I watched the when I was 12 and haven't stopped since. That. Yes. So Perry the platypus. A platypus? <laughs> Perry the platypus. <laughs> anyway, I actually sounds awesome. I, my ideal, my dream, because that's what I was talking about a yeah. minute ago, was I want to be able to. I want to have enough money to go somewhere insane, like I don't know, a penthouse in Tokyo for a month, and literally right. do that. <laughs> Not explore Tokyo or Japan at all. Just live in a penthouse. Just with watch like J- Japanese subbed Phineas and, and Herb. Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Reruns of Spongebob, but in Dutch. Like, I thought fully yes. Anyways. Yeah. 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 I, I bet the Japanese Doofenshmirtz voice is phenomenal. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, 100%. That, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to have to go watch that shit. Dude. Yes. Yes. Uh, so the makeshift altar Ammons had created was... I bet he sounds like a Rochimaru. I bet that's who they chose. No idea what that means. You're never going to understand any of the names I say. I'm so sorry. But there's a guy. There's a person who is famous in um, anime fan communities as Orochimaru, being probably his most famous role in America. But he was also the evil dude in the evil spirit soul society guy in Bleach, the purple guy. He was. He's also like. He's just a raspy voice, evil type dude, sinister. Like he's the guy like who that. used to do the voice of Doctor Claw. That all yeah. the voices. I'll get you, gadget. No, well, but it's more like, but yeah, similar yeah. vibe of yeah. that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, uh, where the fuck were we? Okay, the makeshift altar Ammons had created was still in place, along with rings of salt she had poured against the basement walls to finally the salt. Always I was wondering. Salt it. I was wondering when anyone was going to suggest salt, and I didn't say it earlier when you were talking about olive oil, and I was like, <laughs> or sulfur, sul- sulfur, yeah, what? salt, N A C L plus blessing, salt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Campbell told officers that demons seemed to emanate from beneath the stairs. Austin, they're the- shadows. Damn it! <laughs> yeah. Austin, the Gary police captain, was one of those officers. Motherfucker! God damn it! If you're a police, you're not allowed. Okay, <laughs> you are not allowed. Actually, they're, they're allowed to shit? do a lot. I know that. But, yeah. <laughs> he well, la- that's the rant over. I guess. Fuck. <laughs> he's right. <laughs> he later told the star. He later told the star he believed in ghosts and the supernatural, but said he didn't believe in demons. <laughs> Good lord. I don't think that I quite a, means what you think it I means. A, an actual double take. A literal double take. We really need to start making this a video podcast. <laughs> no, we don't. <laughs> I no we don't. Don, I can't do this on I camera in the state that camera. I live in, bud. Like this is not gonna happen. Austin said he changed his mind after visiting the Carolina Street House, so now he does believe in demons. Oh my god. During the interview with Campbell, one of the officer's audio recorders malfunctioned, 
According to Austin. Oh, and- oh, did it? Yes. Did it? Did mm-hmm. your fucking recording equipment malfunction, you piece of shit? <laughs> Happens to cops all the time. <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn. <clears throat> and the air got deathly quiet. <laughs> I can't say the next thing. Continue. <laughs> <laughs> we got to keep going or else I'm going to fuck us, okay? We got to go. <laughs> um... The power light flashed to indicate the batteries were dying, even though the officer had placed fresh batteries in the recorder earlier that day. Yes, what because a fucking piece of shit. Ghosts How- take batteries. They do. Yeah. That's the idea. They use the energy to manifest. A battery energy. Any electrical energy. Uh, it's fucking ectoplasm. Goddamn, know your fucking science. Another officer recorded audio, and when he played it back later, heard an unknown voice whisper, Hey! According to Lake County police records. It was SCPP. Yeah, maybe. It's always SCPP. SCPP does if you, not If you like wonder cops. what goes bump in your house at night. It's usually SCPP. It's usually SCPP. Don't worry. He's just looking for snacks. And no, he does instinctively know which snacks are your kids' snacks, so they won't have tantrums. It's okay. <laughs> he's gonna leave a fiver. It may not be from the time you're in because he's not really good at that anymore. Um, but you'll be able to use it eventually. That officer also took photos of the house. In one photo of the basement stairs, there was a cloudy white image in the upper right hand corner. When an officer enlarged the photo, the cloud appeared to resemble a face. Lake County Police, uh, Lake County Release, oh my fucking Lake County Police Records state. It's okay, Don. They don't really deserve your respect. The enlargement also revealed a second green image that police say looked like a female. Austin said photos he snapped with his iPhone also seemed to have strange silhouettes in them. The radio and his police issue forward malfunctioned on the way home. Later, Austin said the garage at his Gary home refused to open, even though the power was on everywhere else. Austin said the driver's seat of his person... Did you check the little piece of the garage that clicks into the arm thing? Because usually when that happens to me, I just go into the front. I come into the garage. I punch the thing real quick, just real light. Just tap it. It'll click into place. Then you can hit the button again and it'll work. Uh, he also... He also said the driver's seat and his personal 2005 Infinity. Oh, your personal oh, 2005 Infinity, huh? Also started moving backward and forward on its own. What? No way. Not not in a 2005 <laughs> Infinity. <laughs> he said he had the car checked at a dealership and that the mechanic told him the motor on the driver's seat was broken. <laughs> <laughs> Which the mechanic said could have caused a distraction leading to an accident. Austin said he found himself. That's just a safety tip. Yeah. Also, my thing is like, I, am I the only one that just has bad days like this? I usually just have to blame it on a bad day. Like, I don't usually <laughs> get to blame spirits and things. I know. Uh, like when you I, you're not playing the game right then. Okay. Yeah. That's fair, actually. <laughs> yeah. You got to work. I don't have angle. a rebuttal for that. That's yeah. just fair. We I, might be playing the game wrong. I didn't wreck my car. I didn't learn the button inputs for that. Yeah. Though, is the thing. When my car wrecked, there was a spirit in the road. I swerved to miss that spirit. Brandon will cooperate. Yeah, he will. He took photos. I guarantee yeah. you that those photos have a, a, a ghostly image that looks like a face. If they don't now, give me five minutes in fucking <laughs> MS Paint. There you go. <laughs> so Austin, just a little smear tool with a shadow just behind. Select the fucking spray paint tool and click it once. Yep. <laughs> yep. It has to be white though. Yeah. 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 And then down the opacity. Yeah. Absolutely. 
Austin said he found himself starting to believe Ammon's claims of paranormal activity. This is a cop. I hate him. He's, I just hate him. He's also black. I don't care. Well, I'm just saying. I'm just letting you know. <laughs> equal opportunity fuck all cops. I don't give a shit. Like, <laughs> There's your equal opportunity, motherfucker. In April 2012, DCS... I, no, no. Let me remit. Let me re, 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 uh, redo that. Equal that? opportunity fuck all idiots who are so bad at their jobs that it hurts people. Yeah. Like, fuck you. Yeah, nobody gets hurt from this guy. He just... Yeah, they did. Yes, they did. These people are suffering from some sort of, if not physical, definitely mental illness. And they did, they're did. they not getting help. Yeah. Because of these idiots who are willing to feed into this either delusion or schizophrenic episodes or whatever the fuck is happening. Like, I'm disappointed. <laughs> I'm disappointed! <laughs> uh, in April 2012, DCS petitioned Lake Juvenile Court for temporary wardship of the three children. The request was granted. DCS found that Ammons neglected her children's education by not having them in school regularly. The agency made the same findings in 2009, its records show. There we go. That's how they were being abused. That's how people got hurt. These kids aren't getting educated. And yes, there are Ooh, so many problems with the American education system. But, like, for real, though, just for the socializing Honestly, parts of though. it, like, that's so important for a kid. I will say that's why you go to fucking daycare, man. Yep. Like, that's why pre K socialization. Yes. It's literally to learn how to tie your shoes, learn how to and share, and learn, learn how to, how to assert yep. your dominance. Right. Right. <laughs> Certain schools, you learn how to, what is it that Kevin Hart says? Peel the motherfucker's muffin cap back blue. <laughs> Say it with your chest. <laughs> Say it with your chest. <laughs> anyway, I'm just saying. That's how people are getting hurt by this. It's like, you have to like, the the it doesn't go demons first. It has to. It has to go. Even when you believe in demons, it absolutely must Go. You got to check some Real other boxes world before first. demons. Yeah, like the doctor does not tell you you have cancer when you walk in with a cough. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like you, it's if demons are the worst thing that could happen. If like imagine everything about a demon you've ever heard is real. That's the worst thing. It check the other boxes first. You have to. Otherwise, you're hurting people. Right. So Ammons told Washington that there were times she could not send the kids to school because, quote unquote, the spirits would make them sick or they would be up all night without sleep. DCS temporarily placed. I remember when I was up all night without sleep, without my mother's permission. You know what I did? Went to school. Went to fucking school. So you didn't have to admit that you were up all night without your mom? No, absolutely not. It was more like, well, that was the time I told you y'all could be asleep. And now you got to be in school because otherwise I get in trouble. So guess what, buddy? You got to (laughs) go. So DCS temporarily placed her daughter and older son at St. Joseph's Carmelite home in East Chicago. Ammon's youngest son was sent to Christian Haven and Wheatfield for a psychiatric evaluation. Okay, so that specific officer from the uh, child DCS DCS was uh, not necessarily a good or bad guy, but at least DCS as a whole is doing the things that I would say probably are warranted. Right. Uh, clinical psychologist Stacy Wright, who evaluated Ammon's youngest son, said the boy tended to act possessed when he was challenged, redirected, or asked questions he didn't want to answer. Almost like an autistic person <laughs> might do 
given the circumstances. In her evaluation, Wright wrote that she he seemed coherent and logical, except when he talked about demons. It was well, the- yeah, most oh, sorry, <laughs> not sorry. <laughs> Not he didn't sound logical when started talking about demons. Well, no shit. (laughs) It was then that the eight-year-old stories became bizarre, fragmented, and illogical. Wright said Mm -hmm. his stories changed each time he told them. Mm -hmm. Yes, because he's making them up based on what he's been told by the adults in his life who are failing him. These demons are his SCPP, and we do support (laughs) that as a fanfic, (laughs) right? He also changed the subject, quizzing Wright on math problems and asking her about outer space. That uh, this child sounds like an abused, neglected, autistic person, and I'm so sad and mad about it. <laughs> like, real mad. Wright believed the eight-year-old did not suffer from a true psychotic disorder. This appears to be an unfortunate and sad case of a child who has been induced into a delusional system perpetrated by his mother and potentially reinforced by other relatives, she wrote in her psychological evaluation. Yeah, like the grandmother who thought she was part angel or some shit. (laughs) Right. Clinical psychologist Joel Schwartz, who evaluated Ammon's daughter and older son, came to a similar conclusion. There also appears to be a need to assess the extent to which Ammon's daughter may have been unduly influenced by her mother's concerns and that the family was exposed to paranormal experiences, Schwartz wrote. You called it. Yeah. You fully fucking called it. Like 15 minutes into the story. <laughs> I knew it. Ammon's daughter told Schwartz that she saw shadowy figures really in the Carolina Street home. Options. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And you guys already ruled out one. Well. <laughs> you ruled it out when I said haunting. At the very beginning. Don, I ruled it out years and years ago. (laughs) I'm talking about this specific story. Yep, this specific (laughs) story. Years and years. So long ago. This specific story and everyone like it. Mm -hmm. Um, She also said she twice went into trances. Ammon's older son told Schwartz that doors would slam and stuff started moving around. Ammon's also was examined several times by psychologists who said she was guarded but did not seem to be experiencing symptoms of psychosis or thought disorder. One psychologist recommended Ammons be assessed to determine whether her religiosity may be masking underlying delusional is ideations. I got us. He's used it twice. Is, it, is that a word? This is the second time. I'm going to oh. look it up. I believe I, I And for believe those you of you who are, but... who are talking to, who are going to be like, he hasn't said that twice just now. He said it in a previous episode. I, oh. I just remember interesting words. <laughs> uh, maybe masking underlying delusional ideations or perceptual disturbances. Ammons and all three kids. Uh, yeah, it is. Uh, mm-hmm. Strong religious feeling. It's exactly what it sounds like. Yep. Strong religious feeling or belief. Uh, Ammons and all three kids continued to insist they were possessed by demons. DCS set goals for the family. One of them stipulated the children not discuss demons and being possessed and take responsibility for their actions. They also needed to participate in therapy to address past behavior. Everybody needs it. Mm -hmm. While DCS officials credited Ammons for sharing a close bond with her children, the agency also said she needed to use alternate forms of discipline not directly related to religion and demon possession. According uh, According to DCS's case plan, so I guess she couldn't say, you kids are acting like a bunch of demons. Yep. Uh, appropriate discipline included encouragement, rules, and withholding privileges. 
She could not, or she could work on those goals during supervised visits with the children. Ammons also had to find a job and appropriate housing due to the paranormal activity at the house at Carolina Street. While Ammons worked on meeting those objectives, police and DCS officials continued to investigate strange happenings in the house. The group was a bit larger this time. Campbell's, Ammons, Austin, and the two other police officers from the initial visit went back to the Carolina Street home on the afternoon of May 10th, 2012. The police officers visited after work hours. They were joined by Magano, two Lake County officers with a police dog. Magano was, was the, the priest. Priest, okay. Yeah, or reverend. Uh, and DCS family, okay, uh, two Lake County officers with a police dog and DCS family case manager, Samantha Illick. Illick, who was there in an official capacity, told the star she volunteered to go in, in Washington's place because Washington didn't want to go back to the house. Because, yeah. yeah. Because well, demons, yeah. Mm-hmm. Naturally. Naturally. Supernaturally. Naturally. Uh, a county officer took you, his you place. You might say preternaturally. <laughs> a county officer took his police dog around the home, but the dog didn't show interest in any particular area, according to Lake County police records. Everyone else headed into the basement. Illick touched some strange liquid she saw dripping in the basement and said it felt slippery yet sticky between her fingers. <laughs> that just, I don't know. Wasn't, I don't just know. Just none of us are going to touch that? Nope. Yep. Don't uh, touch, don't, don't touch Walcom. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Like fucking shit, man. There it is. I'm sorry, but like you can't touch it. It's like it's like when you're playing with a jack of the box and you're turning the dial and, like and you right know there. any second you try to stop it right before it happens and it's just like nope, there it is. Yep. Imagine being the fucking box. <laughs> <laughs> um Mag- trying your damnedest. Like I know I can stay shut this time. I know I can. <laughs> no Pop! Actually there's a spring in there. Oh shit. <laughs> Remember, that's a t-shirt. Don't touch wall card. Don't right. touch the wall gum. No, I want that on a hat. Like, I want that on my <laughs> head. You want, I want the wall gum on, on your, your head? head. <laughs> yeah. All right, well. Each their own, I guess. I guess I'll bring Jameson next time. Some extra <laughs> snacks. Because, like. <laughs> uh, Magano told police he wanted to check the dirt under the stairs for a pentagram or personal objects that might have been cursed. He said a pentagram might indicate a demonic presence and possible portal to hell, according to a Lake County police report. You know what a pentagram does do? What? I think Josh said it in a previous episode. It indicates 15-year-old stoners. <laughs> yeah. yeah, what it indicates. Mm-hmm. Or if someone, had, if someone had died in the house and was buried under the stairs, it could explain paranormal activity, Maganoa added. No, it could. Great. So they're going to dig up this basement now? It could explain past activity. Yeah, for sure. One of the police officers dug a four foot by three foot hole beneath the stairs, unearthing a pink press on fingernail, a white pair of panties, a political shirt pin, a lid for a small cooking pan, socks with the bottoms cut off below the ankles, candy wrappers and a heavy metal object that looked like a weight for a drapery cord. Police records state. I just have a terrible mental image. I did too, but like I was going to make a joke about it being my wizard costume to lighten the mood. Do you guys think that's appropriate? <laughs> <laughs> I love Low the cost cosplays. Touch, to yeah, yeah. 
It's 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 a hanging Chad fucking <laughs> reference from nineteen ninety two. It's two thousand, but whatever. All right. Uh, finding nothing else, the officer replaced the dirt and raked over it. Magnum. Really? <laughs> That's not like what? evidence somewhere. Apparently not. Huh. I also four feet's not deep enough to find a body. They should have dug six feet uh it was four foot by three foot so i think that was just not depth it was bro that's a he just covered it back up that's a child size amount of evidence what yeah (laughs) well yeah and a murder weapon it sounded like and if you're gonna like be all like into the hoodoo stuff you should have burned it (laughs) yep with salt (laughs) like you should have burned the ashes if you're gonna believe in all of it Magano blessed. They never go all the way like that. They never go all the way. Magano blessed some salt. Bunch of wall teases is what they are. (laughs) Magano blessed some salt, which he said is a barrier to evil, and spread it under the stairs and throughout the basement. (laughs) (laughs) Ah, I got myself on that one. (laughs) (laughs) I love the delayed reaction, though. I had to think about what I said. <laughs> I was like, ah, he did it again. Oh, what did we do? Shit. <laughs> Illick said that she was later standing in the living room with the rest of the group when her left pinky finger started to tingle and whiten. That sounds like a medical issue. You Probably should... get that checked out. She complained <laughs> that it felt broken. Less than 10 minutes later, Illick said that she felt as if she was having a panic attack. She couldn't breathe, so she walked outside to wait for the group. When the priest started questioning Ammons inside the house, she complained of a headache and shoulder pain, according to police records, and she joined Illick outside. Austin said he left the house at nightfall. Austin- All teases is the third least popular album, by the way. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, Austin, who had been shot at and has investigated murders, rapes, and armed robberies during his more than three decades on the force, said he wasn't staying in the house past dark. And this motherfucker's the one who covered up the grave of a child. It doesn't say who. It said a police officer. There were a few police uh, officers there. Okay, well. Uh, the other officers continued to walk through the home. On the main floor, they noticed an oil-like substance dripping from the Venetian blinds in a bedroom. Those could, damn Venetian blinds. <laughs> but couldn't figure out where it was coming from, police records state. To make sure Campbell or Ammons hadn't poured oil on the blinds, two of the officers used paper towels to clean it off. The officer sealed the room for boy. 20- thank you for cleaning my blinds. <laughs> the officer sealed the room for twenty five minutes and stood nearby so no one could walk in. When they went back in, the oil had reappeared, according to police records. Eat my dick! No, it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> now we're at that point of this story. Yep. So Magano told police the liquid was a manifestation of a paranormal or demonic presence. Fuck you! <laughs> All right. He wrote a report detailing his findings and asked Bishop Dale Mel Melskek Mel Melkzek. You didn't practice that one. M e l c z e k Melzek Melchek Melchek something like that. Uh, Bishop like da- Czechoslovakia. Yeah. Bishop Dale Melchek's permission to perform an exorcism on Ammons. Magano said Melchek had never authorized an exorcism in 21 years as bishop of the diocese of Gary. Debbie Bosack, director of communications for the diocese. Debbie Bosack is a fucking comic book character. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah, mild-mannered by day. Absolutely. Yes. She said she cannot comment on whether Melzak 
had or Melchek had ever approved an exorcism for confidentiality reasons. In general, she said, such an action would require a bishop's approval. Melchek initially denied Magano's request to do a church-sanctioned exorcism. Uh, the bishop told Magano that to contact other priests who have performed exorcisms. Magano said he needed other priests to give him the ritual for a minor exorcism, which does not require church approval. The priest he consulted t- told him to look... So it's like in Final Fantasy where you can buy the spells, but you can only buy minor exorcism when you're at a level three priest. But if you you have to get the permission of like a level ten priest to right. get major exorcism. It can all be related to video games. <laughs> so he needed the other priest to give him the ritual for a minor exorcism. The priest he consulted. Did it cost five hundred no, gil? But the priest told him. <laughs> I told <him>, no. <laughs> <laughs> the the priest he consulted told him to look it up on the internet. <laughs> Fucking what? Oh my god! They told him to Google it. <laughs> Stop! That's the third person in the story who's done the right thing. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Just like, you know it. what, man? Fucking Google it if it's minor. He like, handed him a, a a pass for one free Google search and said, "Go find it yourself." <laughs> He said he did an intense blessing on the Carolina Street home to expel bad spirits. That same day, Magano performed a minor exorcism on Ammons. The ritual consisted of prayers, statements, and appeals and appeals to cast out demons. Two police officers in Illick, the DCS family case manager, attended the ritual. Illick said she left believing that something was going on, although she wouldn't go as far as saying it was demonic. She said she got chills during the nearly two-hour rite. We felt like someone was in the room with you, uh, some someone breathing down your neck. Illick said she had a string of medical problems after visiting the home. I can make that happen for you right now, podcast listener. There's someone in the room with you, and they're going to breathe down your neck in about five, four, three, two. Turn around, they're there. <laughs> uh, a week after she visited the house for the last time, Illick said she got third-degree burns from a motorcycle. Within 30 days, she also broke three ribs jet skiing, broke a hand when she hit a table, then broke an ankle running in flip-flops. It sounds like so all you of need those to wear sport-appropriate gear, ma'am. <laughs> Literally. Or Work not on do your sports. damn balance. <laughs> Something. Also, like, I can, like, jet skiing, duh. Like, if, you've, if you're having any type of fun on a jet ski, you fall off, you're going to hurt yourself a few ribs, everything. Yeah. But, like, my thing is, like, she broke her hand when she hit the table. What did you expect? Right. Hitting a table. <laughs> it hurts. Yeah, like the whatever the person was like, oh, my finger hurts as if I broke it in this dark, dark house. Maybe you did. Right. <laughs> Maybe you did break it. Maybe you are having a panic attack. I don't know. Maybe you're having a panic attack because you've convinced yourself that there are demons in your house. Perhaps that, could be, a, perhaps and, that could be a reason. And I think it's also a little psychosomatic because when we did – the the Zach Bagans Haunted Museum in Vegas. Mm-hmm. We did the VIP tour, the RIP tour, and oh, yeah, uh, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. and right. that is the Ghost Strokes tour name. The RIP, the tour. RIP tour. It's their first tour. We uh we did so at that you got access to other rooms that aren't on the main tour, and one of them is the basement. And in the basement, there's a pentagram on the floor, mm-hmm. and you walk around the pentagram. You're only supposed to walk around and go back out. So we go in and we walk around. They've got like a ghost box going. So you hear the static. And 
I went to get out of someone's way and he had like uh, iron bars on the wall and I backed into it and I caught the corner on my back mm-hmm. and it was like, oh, fuck, that hurt. For the rest of the time I was there, even though all I did was just bump into this iron bar, my back felt like somebody had scratched my back. And I think it was because my brain was sitting there going, what if it was, what if I got, what if I got scratched mm-hmm, yep. by a demon? Because the ambiance helps with that. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. You're oh, in a dank, yeah. dark basement with a pentagram. And of course you're going to be like, boom, ow, ooh, ooh. Yeah. yeah. Oh. <laughs> and it wasn't until we left that my back finally was, you know, fine. And yep. as soon as you leave and take about you got 35 seconds space. to think about anything else, it's yeah. like, oh, it's gone. Yep. Like all of life is psychosomatic if we're just going to be honest with ourselves. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. Um, so this is Illich speaking. I had friends who wouldn't talk to me because they believed that something had attached itself to me. Uh, her joking response was, I'm already evil. They try to find something that's not evil and corrupted. They wouldn't waste their time on me. (laughs) (laughs) After the minor ritual, Magano told Ammons to look up the names of demons that were tormenting her. Each demon has a name and personality, Magano said. You're going to have to find 199 of them. You're going to have to find 199 of them because the priest only destroyed one of them. Right. As we have discussed. And name- uh, you DMs know that struggle of trying to think up 199 made-up names for It's demons. the worst. Oh, uh, DMs, as a personal favor, watch Dragon Ball, and when you realize that every Namek is a snail and every Saiyan is a fucking vegetable and... Everyone, uh, the Bulma family is just um, underwear puns. Ah. Her mother's name is Panchi, <laughs> so it's Doctor Briefs, Bulma or Bloomers, and Panchi. Nice. So anyway, that do that shit. Look around your room. Say anything. Who or gives a fuck? it's a demon. Do what Ammons did and get a Patreon and whatever names were sent in. She would. I'll make a demon right now. His name is Jimbo Shrump. <laughs> Jimbo Shrump. <laughs> No, that's perfect. That's perfect. <laughs> oh my god! One episode, two T-shirt ideas. Run with that. Just a name Jimbo tag Shrump that says my name is Jimbo Charlie's Shrump. fucking alter ego in SCP Pete's head. <laughs> it's Sassafras Charlie and Jimbo Shrimp. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, that's his Dukes of Hazard AU. <laughs> Oh my god. Uh, a name has power, the priest added, and he planned to use those names. Yeah, it does. We've just witnessed that. <laughs> <laughs> and he planned to use those names to fight the demons during the exorcisms. <laughs> I just. I, you know what's really sad? We haven't even gotten to the Zach Bagans portion know, of this story. I know. I know. <laughs> I just. I just am imagining a dude holding up a cross <laughs> and screaming Jimbo Shrimp over and over again. <laughs> I cast you out, Jimbo, Jimbo Shrimp. Shrump compels you. Jimbo Shrimp compels you. <laughs> <laughs> My cheeks actually hurt. Okay. All right. I'm... <laughs> okay. All right. Eamon said she and a friend looked up the demons' names online by searching for demons that represented the problems the family had been having. The computer kept shutting down, she said. She said she felt sick, lightheaded. But she said they found names that fit. One such name was Beelzebub, Lord of the Flies, Eamon said. She said they also... Because of the flies we heard about 
an hour ago. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. She said they also found names of demons that torture and hurt kids, which she felt explained what happened in the Carolina Street house. All of them. All the demons. Yeah. What? Yeah. Ammon said other high-ranking demons also were assigned to her, including lieutenants and sergeants. Here's what I've never understood. Why? Why her? Yes. Why you? Why you, suburban mom? Why are you so special? Why? <laughs> it's always a suburban mom. After the minor rite, Magano said Bishop Melchek gave him permission to exercise Ammon's. The ritual is the same as the minor exorcism, but more powerful because it has the backing of the Catholic Church, Maganoff said. Fuck off. <laughs> Maganoff, Absolutely no. Maganoff ultimately performed three major exorcisms on Ammons, two in English and the last one in Latin, in June 2012 at his Maryville church. If the first one didn't work, you didn't do it right. <laughs> if the second one didn't work, it ain't gonna work. During each, Maganoff said he praised God and condemned the devil. He pressed the crucifix against Ammon's head as he spoke. We already solved that one. <laughs> Told you what? that he only knows how to expel the devil. Oh, yeah. He did that at the beginning. Yeah. I cast you out. Uh, yeah. I cast you out, unclean spirit, along with every satanic power of the enemy, every specter from hell, and all of your fellow fell companions in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. What if they're from Asheron and not hell? Then it's the wrong demons. What if they're from Pandemonium <laughs> and not hell? I don't know. Stop throwing new mythologies at me. That's not new. That's <laughs> D&D shit. Well, whatever. <laughs> That's older than me. Maganos said his voice continued to get louder and more forceful until the demon weakened. He said he could tell how strong the demon was by how much Ammons convulsed. Two police officers who had kept in touch with Maganos since the home investigation stood nearby in case Ammons needed to be restrained. I'm down to a skeptical look. <laughs> yeah. That's all Ruben's got left at this point. Ammon said she prayed with Maganol until it became too painful. She said she felt as if something inside her was trying to hold on and inflict pain at the same time. She said it was different from a natural pain, but felt as intense as giving birth. It was hurting all over from the inside out, she remembered. Mm. I'm trying to do my best and be strong. Mm. <laughs> Eventually, Maganol said Ammon's fell asleep. She said that was the demon's way of lessening the ritual's effect. In between the second and third exorcisms, Maganol said he went on a retreat. A woman who assisted Maganol with some of the exorcisms helped set up a backup plan in case Ammons had problems while Maganol was gone. The woman wrote a long demon name. Maganol said he can't remember which one it was on a piece of paper and tucked it in an envelope. Then she surrounded it with blessed I'm salt. sorry. If you wrote a demon name... <clears throat> You have to be able to remember what it was. <laughs> it's the only demon name you know. But also, like, if we're actually going to go into the lore of that, like, name and names have power, blah, blah, blah. Like, you can't just make them up. I, like, I feel like they're, like, some, not yeah, you can. this one. I mean, no. Mythology-wise, you're right. But, yeah, you can. So, yeah. like, I, I just am like, exactly if you guys actually that. believe this, you can't, you can't make it up. Like, you have to... <sighs> I can help him here. I'm not gonna. Like, I will. It's it's the, ah, oh, I have used the knowledge of the name, and magically I can no longer remember it. Yeah. Ah. Um, it's a one-time deal. Like a fae. So if Ammons had any problems. your name just this once? <laughs> if Ammons had any problems, the woman would burn the envelope, Magano said. 
By this time, Ammons and her mother had moved to Indianapolis, but they drove back for the exorcisms and court hearings as her children were still in DCS's care. Maginot said he blessed the family's new home to prevent more problems. But Ammons called while Maginot was on his retreat complaining of bad dreams, so the woman burned the envelope. She saved the ashes to burn later in a church bonfire. After that, Ammons... After that, Ammon said her nightmares ended. In the final exorcism at the end of June 2012, Maginot said he prayed and berated the demons in Latin rather than English. Berated them? <laughs> he How didn't exorcise them. He How just... dare you, demons? <laughs> hey, hey, demon. Get a job. Yeah. Okay? You gotta, you're sitting in here. Uh, Pull your up pants my up. food. Possessing my body. You haven't done one single day of work. I'm going to need you to fucking pick it. Get it together. Draining all of my batteries. <laughs> uh, You're a mooch. You're a goddamn mooch. <laughs> police officers did not attend, so Magano said his brother stood guard. Magano said Ammons convulsed while he was con- con- while he condemned the pr- demons, but did not convulse during prayer. When she fell asleep, she said words of thanksgiving, or he said words of thanksgiving. It would be the last times Ammons saw Magano. She and her mother drove back to Indianapolis, where they say they now live without fear. Ammon's old home on Carolina Street became an object of local curiosity, so much so that the owners and landlords, Char- owner and landlord Charles Reed, called the Gary Police Department to ask officers to stop driving by the house, or yeah, because it was scaring his new tenants. I. I just keep thinking about the uh, Walcom joke I made earlier. Uh-huh. I'm disappointed Katie's going to be in me. <laughs> uh, Sorry, are these officers now harassing a new family? <laughs> no, not yet. Okay. He said there were no problems in the home before or after Ammons and her family lived there. I thought I heard it all, said Reed. I wonder where those problems may have come from then. <laughs> who had been a landlord for 33 years. This was a new one to me. My belief system has a hard time jumping over that bridge. Are you sure? Then it's weak. <laughs> well, this is the, the what, landlord saying You either saying believe it. it or your belief system is weak. No, the landlord's saying he doesn't believe it. Okay. Yeah. Uh, when told of the Catholic Church's involvement in the situation, however, Reed said that made him less skeptical. Like, like here's what I mean by weak, just so y'all think don't think I'm insulting any particular group of people. I mean that... My faith that this stuff is not real is very strong. Very strong, yeah. If yep, your faith too. is not strong enough to stand up to my scrutiny, your faith is weak. Yeah. Like, that's Weaker what I mean. than your scrutiny, at least. Right. Like, that's what I mean. Is like, if you... Because faith is something that cannot be proven. It's just something that you firmly yeah. hold to. If you don't... If you don't firmly hold to it, it's not faith. Yeah. Sorry. That makes you weak. <laughs> Ammons were getting custody of her three children in November of 2012, about six months after they'd been removed. DCS continued to check on the children and make sure that they were going to school until the case was closed last February. Also, examining so. your beliefs is different than weak faith. Get it together. Everybody. <laughs> just everybody get it together. Ammons called her children's return the happiest day of her life. She said they screamed and jumped up and down when she picked them up from the DCS office in Gary. It was just awesome, Ammons said. I hadn't been that happy in God knows how long. The children said they felt safe after they left the house on Carolina Street, the family said. The three left their demonic voices and complaints behind them. So what you're telling me is, is a few months of therapy and not hanging out with mom was real good for these kids. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> no demonic presence or spirits in the home, DCS family case manager Christina Olejnik wrote in team meeting notes dated 10... <sighs> 
No demonic presence or spirits in the home, DCS family case manager Christina Olajnik wrote in team meeting notes dated January 10th, 2013. She did not return calls for the star seeking comment. The family is no longer fixated solely on religion to explain or cope with the children's behavior issues, she said, uh, in a request for dismissal of wardship dated June 24th, 2013. For her part, Ammon said it was not the psychologist who resolved her problems, but God. When you hear something like this, she said, don't assume it's not real because I've lived it and I know it's real. I'm sure you believe that it's real. Four years after. You in- know what? God might have saved your life. In fact, I can't say that he didn't save your life because the concept of God did save you. It didn't save you the way you thought it did, but uh, it still worked. So I can't say shit. But also, why do we have to discredit the therapist? Like, right, that's what I'm saying. Right, exactly. Like, why do you have to discredit yourself? You were like there. When, it's like you when were a doctor, doing it. Like, but like right, it's we, like when a doctor saves your life and you thank God. Yeah. yeah, or like if we if like if you want to get into that side of it, like you can even like God gave the therapist the knowledge, God gave the doctor the knowledge. If like, but don't discredit them. I feel like that's still a little bit discredit discrediting them because they went mm-hmm. to school for that shit, and other humans gave them that knowledge. Like, okay, maybe we go back and we say God put the knowledge on Earth. That I will grant. There was a a violinist, I think that came out and did this whole thing about how much uh, how much he hated when people would refer to his talent with the violin. It was as Josh Groban, God, actually. Was it really? Josh Groban. As God-given talent. Because he he's, he's like, I didn't practice for 10 hours a day for people to credit my talent to God. I that worked was, at yeah. this. And Not only that, the wrong way, like, but Josh Groban and talent. I didn't really know that it was Josh Groban. Right. I wouldn't Josh have Groban. said that, but no. still. Well, well. <laughs> Not a big Josh Groban fan. Anyway, I think, like, I've lost my train of thought, so I'm just going to vamp for a second till I remember what I was going to say. Mm-hmm. And the podcast listener can just join me on this journey. Um, Jimbo Shrump! How Jimbo Shrump <laughs> defeated some demons <laughs> alongside SCP Pete and <laughs> Fresh Charlie. No, I, I just want to say, like, what were we just talking about? We were talking about... God granting knowledge. Right, so... If I don't get to blame God for my problems, he does not get to take credit for my accomplishments. Like, if God is the father, if it's not my dad's fault that I failed school, then he cannot take credit for me passing either. Right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, it's not my fault. Well, then, God damn it, it's not your accomplishment either. Like, you know? If either either God is responsible for these things, as in either he, like, you know what I'm saying. You guys get it. You've heard the argument before. People have said it more eloquently than I can. That's it. You got there. Yeah. So four years after IndyStar published an article about Latoya Ammon's claim that she and her three children had been possessed by demons, the strange tale was turned into a documentary. Zach Bagans, the host of Ghost Adventures on the Travel Channel, wrote and directed Demon House. We finally got there. Yep. It was released on March 16th, 2018 in theaters and on digital HD and video on demand. The documentary recounts Ammon's story and explores claims that the home where the family once lived was besieged by more than 200 demons. Bagans purchased the house on Carolina Street, sight unseen, in a phone call four days after the Indie Stars article published in 2014. The documentary also follows his own experiences in the home. Bagans claims 
Bagans claimed he became ill, so ill that he couldn't leave his room for eight days. He said witnesses and experts were hospitalized. Crew members quit or were fired. This film is cursed, he said at the beginning. The documentary opens with the warning, view at your own risk. He He really knows how to play the game. Yeah, According to, to him... If you watch the movie, then the demons can come through the electronic devices you're watching the movie on. He really knows how to play yeah. the game. And why is that <laughs> so not going to encourage people game. to watch your movie? <laughs> I watched then. it. But it is. But, okay. And guys, no, I that's an excellent marketing strategy. Yeah. Okay. Because because who, who, who is, who, out of the people that are into shit like this and believe that that is true, like... How could they not? You know what I'm saying? If they're at a place where it's like, oh, this stuff is fun. Maybe it's real. Every time you hear somebody speak emphatically about that, you're going to be like, oh, shit, maybe it is real. Exactly. I better watch it to make sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. There was it's actually, just a good excuse to get into something. It's really. a different kind of draw to the content. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Back in the 40s, or I forget exactly when, it was before colored movies, so um, maybe late 40s. There was a movie called The Screaming Skull. And the movie is so bad. I mean, it's a mystery science theater movie, so that gives you an idea. (laughs) But it actually started with you having to sign, you just broke it. But anyways, this movie, before you could see the movie, the whole thing was is that you had to sign a... uh, a waiver. A 40-page waiver. Ooh, a yeah. waiver is going to get people every time, but Exactly. Yep. I mean, look at McKamey Manor. I don't want to. Yep. Well, yeah. Uh, so, anyways. Uh, Bagans interviewed numerous police officials, a former Department of Child Service family case manager, that was Washington, priests, and others. So, everybody involved he interviewed, except the Ammons. The Ammons refused to be interviewed because they believed that anyone who had been in the house was now cursed. So much so that Latoya's brother, who was living with the Ammons at the time and did agree to be interviewed by Zach, was subsequently kicked out a few days later. The documentary does include footage shot by police at the time the situation involving Ammons occurred. Indie star Peace chronicled Ammons. Maginot returned to the Carolina Street home as part of Bagan's documentary. He said he left thoroughly convinced it was a portal to demons. Fuck. No, you didn't. <laughs> Magano said he and Bagans argued because Bagans refused to protect himself against demonic activity in the home. He said Bagans also allowed others to enter the home unprotected. One of those individuals later needed an exorcism, Magano added. Here's the thing. No, they didn't. <laughs> they fully did not. But somebody also, somewhere like, made money off it. I, I'm with Ruben on the, like, um, I... Um, Death by demon, like the left convinced that it was a portal to hell or something. I'm gonna need to see demons coming out of something to Especially leave when convinced. you're there to film a documentary. Right. One of the things we recognize as fucking propaganda. Like, <laughs> I don't, I'm not gonna believe you. No. Uh, that's kind of a sad thing for me, Magano said. I don't want people harmed. It's dangerous. It's not an amusement park ride. In addition to the issues mentioned already, one of Zach's cameramen began having fits of rage back at the hotel after he states he saw a 12-foot goat demon in the elevator. After he states he did way too much acid and followed it up with some coke. Now, this is important because in the documentary... Yeah, clearly. Yeah. Yeah, it's real bad. 
In the documentary, Zach begins the movie by stating that he had had a dream about a large goat figure shortly before hearing about the Ammon's house. So the demon continued. So it was Goatman. Yes. Apparently Goatman big, 12 foot. That's That's big. That big. That's big. In addition. A bridge is his house. So like if he's equivalent size to a human, I'm going to assume he's got to be at least 12 feet. Yeah. So in addition, a scientist who helped Zach study the possibility of high electromagnetism in the house that might explain issues the Ammons were experiencing with a more mundane explanation began having organ failure shortly after visiting the house. Finally, Zach himself, on the night of his investigation, had himself boarded into the house with all the windows and doors covered with plywood. Why? Because he's a showman. Because you can't get out. All and it blocks anybody from getting in, and so it's a completely sealed environment. Okay. Yeah. I'm learning. Because now he can come out and say whatever the fuck he wants to say. Well, it's, yep. there's cameras in there. Yeah. But, Does that um, change anything? Well, but yeah. but the cameras also that. always, I feel like, go like, right. jiggle, 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 kadunk on the floor, and then like the scary right. thing is back yeah. that way. You yeah. only yep. need one dude with three cameras with like two tracks, because that way you can have a camera run across a track, and fall over as if it's behind you. It's right. very Blair Witch. You know what I'm saying? It's just like that <laughs> one we saw with like the accordion or whatever. Pull, oh. Make a string be pulled. Yeah. Yep. So uh, while investigating, his night vision camera picks up a shadow figure right before Zach hears a growling in the house. Immediately after this, Zach's eyes begin to hurt. Later, it is discovered that Zach's eye issue was the result of diplopia or double vision. And, and now he has to. Yeah, wear- my eyes. <laughs> that double vision. I had to get there. I had to get there for a second. <laughs> now he has to wear prism glasses to correct the issue. He wears his sunglasses at night. It's a two fur, a two fur, <laughs> bitch. But he <laughs> he believes the house is what caused his diplopia. Mm. Mm. Mm-hmm. After his investigation, Zach had the house demolished, purportedly so it could cause no more damage. He did keep the basement stairs, the dirt. And the items found buried in the basement. That's just creepy. All of which can now be seen at his haunted museum in Las Vegas. You have... What? Yeah. He took the stairs, the basement stairs. Oh my God. The dirt that was under the stairs and all the items that were found in the dirt. And that is now in... You can see it at his house or his museum. Why are you looking at me like that? That's a crime, right? Not necessarily. I mean, I'm not. Yeah, I distinctly the, remember there was a, a child, a, sock, nail, a nail, some child socks, and some child's underwear. I'm it pretty didn't sure say you child, said it. Just said panties. Say, just said underwear. Just yeah. said panties. And okay. Also was the a heavy a, metal. It, um, heavy metal object, but there was also a press-on nail. Yeah. Yeah, a pink press-on nail. That's pink what gets me. Nail. Yeah. That's gotta be. Press-on nails are not just child. No, I don't think they are. I don't think they are. But, like, with the combination of other objects, like a... Where the socks cut off at the ankle. Yeah, Yeah. like, what is that? I literally see, like, an eight... like like, Like, so imagine, like women's Halloween costumes and I'm like like whatever your what your minds just went to like skimpy black outfit with like eyeliner like cat whskers drawn on with cat ears like those kinds of Halloween costumes like I just see like I a really bad Italian 80s dinner table 
That also could very well just be kids playing in the dirt. Yeah, that's true. I mean, it doesn't like, necessarily mean it's a crime scene. It it is weird. It feels like one. Yeah, it feels like one. But it also could indicate those same fifteen year old stoners we were talking about because that sounds like <laughs> some shit that a fifteen year old stoner would do. Now, theme this week. There actually was an, an episode of Ghost Adventures called Demon House Unearth Footage. And, oh man, great. Demon House Unearthed Arcana. We love yeah. that. And there was other, you know, uh, bonus episode or edited stuff that was edited out of the movie, rightfully because. But in it, during the investigations, they had taken the stuff out of the dirt, and Zach, mindlessly or under the control of something, went and started burying the stuff back in the dirt. Oh you my know, God. things like that. So, the thing is, is that. It's so easy to pretend like somebody or something external made you do a thing. Right. So easy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could call everybody I meet in my everyday life a cunt and be like, oh, I'm sorry. Satan told me to do that. Right. Right. Like, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Anyway. Uh, Magano uh, said he was also upset uh, that Baggins had the home demolished in 2016. Like, Tourette's is real. You know what I'm saying? Like. Be aware, bitches. Like, <laughs> fuck. So Magano said that he was upset that Bagans had the home demolished in 2016 before the priest could have it cleansed. He said there are limits to what the devil can do, but one has to be careful. There's a danger that you can't control, he said. And if the house was still there and locked up, I felt that it could be controlled. And that takes us out of the story. I, I don't like him. Baggins? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I don't like Zach Baggins at all. Uh, Minnesota Baggins, yes. Minnesota Baggins. Yeah, it's Frodo Baggins. <laughs> yeah, he's definitely. He's just a, he's just he's not even that bad at like as a human. He's yeah. just a con artist. He's a PT Barnum. It's, yeah. yeah, exactly. And I just don't like those people. It's the part of it that he's preying on. That right. I don't it's like. the same reason I don't like televangelists. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's the same reason. Yeah, because there have been some episodes of Ghost. I still watch Ghost Adventures, even though now, after reading, doing the Divic box, I don't believe in anything he does. Yeah, no. I still watch it, but you know, there have been episodes where people have called him up because you know a a child, one of their children, have died, and they want to try to get closure, and and he goes oh there and they God, talk no. to the spirit. That's you know. where the line is. Yeah, you know, or exorcisms, doing exorcisms and stuff like that. You know, I have no problem if you want to go to the Castillo de San Marcos and do a ghost hunt there. Yeah, you know, do your do your fun, spooky building stuff. Yeah. But when it comes to, like, somebody actually lost a loved one, don't yeah. tell them that you can communicate with that loved one. That That's is, a line. That is far past where the line yeah, is. Yeah, it's not helping anybody. It's convincing them that they don't have to move on. Cool. Right. That's all. That is all that's doing. It's, right. it's, it's, it's harmful at yeah. that yeah. point. Absolutely. It's not the, yeah, I, I don't know how to say, like, it's it's preventing, it's preventing healing. It's yeah. preventing mm-hmm. that. It keeps for, reopening forward, the wound. Yeah. Good forward momentum, which right. is pain, you know, like, like, like the, the classic image of a seance is like a, a barely elderly older woman, like wanting to talk to her dead husband or her dead kids or some shit like, right. And she's been doing it for 15 years. Like, that's not okay. Right. Right. Like, hey, um, psychics, I would respect you a lot more if step one was, hey, this is my friend therapist. Go talk to them for a week or two. Yeah. Then come back and we'll do a palm reading. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, 
Well, the fact but that, then you couldn't make money because you're scamming people. Right. So. right. Well, the fact that Josh keeps checking the clock means it's time for us to start wrapping it up. I think so. I'm just checking my texts. Uh-huh. Whatever. <laughs> but um, so, Josh, tell them where they can find us. They can find us all over the place, and especially now, they can find us on Patreon. Yes. Patreon.com slash two towns over. Yeah, we that are is where we are. Mm-hmm. We are splattered all over the place like Walcom. <laughs> <laughs> no wall teases over here, babies. No. And especially, uh, we can we, pro- those- we can provide footage of that on Patreon. No, too. we can't. No, 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 we cannot. No, is that in the terms and conditions? That is yeah. in. Yes. That'll be on our OnlyFans. Yeah. Then. We, yeah, that's the one. Yeah. yeah. $100 Actually, get... we are we are an explicit page. We could post that. I, in theory. <laughs> in theory. Yes. $100 tier, you'll get Ruben feet pics. Ooh. <laughs> give me $25 and I'll give you one foot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, by the way, I have to remind you, because listening last week, we were talking about uh, people going on and liking uh uh, on or doing a five star review on Spotify. It was during oh, the McCamey yes. episode, yes. and you made the kind. We made the comment that if we get any five star reviews, that they can gargle your nuts. Yeah, who we wants got to? nine five star reviews. So Ooh, you, yes. you're gonna be a I'm about busy, to get my nuts gargled. Busy human <laughs> being. So you said you need to make sure that you wash front to back. Oh baby, I'm manscaped on here. I'm, I'm been ready. <laughs> In that episode, you said it was like an eldritch horror down there. <laughs> Are you manscaped or is it an eldritch Since horror? Since then. Or do you have Both. a topiary of Cthulhu on no, your No, 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 no. Okay. It's manscaped, but the dick itself is the Eldritch Horror. Oh, uh, okay. I gotcha. myself am haunted. Okay, so it's like a hentai porn down there? No, it's more like an Eldritch Horror. Okay. Heard. Oh, yeah, that's it's unknowable. Yeah. Is the thing. Yeah. It, sometimes it looks like shadowy fingers of darkness. Sometimes it looks like actual human fingers, but just small. But there's <laughs> way too many of them. Like, mm. you know. Just horror shit. Sometimes it does look like tentacles, but not like hentai tentacles, like like gross, weird tentacles. Okay. That's awesome. And images. Sometimes the head is translucent like a jellyfish. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. Good stuff. Good stuff. Uh. I was making eye contact with Don that whole time. Yeah, no, I saw. That's why I looked away. I didn't want to be next. Good shit. There was like a pause, and I'm like, fuck, here it comes. Yep. <laughs> Somebody was whining that fucking Jack in the Box again. I was Earlier, I was just going to say, to close out, that we here at Two Towns Over are not a bunch of wall teases. We bring that wall to completion every fucking yes, time. Yes, we do. We sure okay? do. Okay. Bye. Thanks for joining us or whatever. See ya. Bye. On that exact note, goodbye. (laughs) Bye. Bye.